Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Jabba the Pod. Right, sons, and welcome to Sci-Fi Wire's Job of the Pod, our weekly Star Wars podcast where we discuss and celebrate the movies, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away. Every generation has a legend, every legend has a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, disgraced former Jedi and Force mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member to droids rights activist, Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the man who lets us record on his starship, the smuggler, with a not-so-secret heart of gold, captain of the Starbinger, Matt Romano. Greetings. Also calling in live right now is our protocol droid, Y1RZZ, human podcast relations, a.k.a. Wires, who is still aboard the Starbinger. And he let me know that this is urgent and he wants to talk immediately, so we'll just put him through right now. Indeed I do, sir. First, I am pleased to report that myself and Ray Snootles are en route to Coruscant right now for my callback. It is with some dismay that I point out, however, that your reportage on the Palpatine is a clone in Return of the Jedi business from last week's episode was a fraud, a part of a Fool's Day prank that I do not understand. The Huts are upset to the point where they may want to give control of your show to myself, Ray Snootles, and some droid friends of ours that have now joined us aboard the Star Binger. Uh, uh, that is Right, wait, wait. Can, uh, can we get him back? I think we lost him. I think we did. Okay, yes. Okay, first off, he, he's correct. The bit last week about Palpatine being a clone and Return of the Jedi that we talked about last week was, in fact, uh, a prank that I felt. I, there's no excuse. I fell for, I, uh, fell for the prank. So Dude. well done, people that did the prank. You got punked. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, we, we don't need to hit it that hard, but yes, Where's I got shot. I am fallible. Um, my reportage was was not great. But at this point, I mean, you never know what it comes well, to. That, that's the thing. Well, you know, I mean, can I, you blame me? No, I can't feel bad for you because we've all read the visual dictionary. So it's <laughs> well, possible. Have. Um, it's well, it, the, the, the funny thing is when I went into it, your your reaction, Matt, when I listened to the show again, it was like, how many books does a movie need? And it's like the thing is, it's like this is about Return of the Jedi. It wasn't even about. Well, no, but it's, it's just, just like, more. It's, it's just like it's more. I get it's just it. more. There's no there is no more. That's that's not true. There's only one Palpa clone and he was in Rise of Skywalker and it's said in the movie. So it's not true, whatever. But um, so listeners, I apologize. I apologize profusely to the listeners that pointed it out. Um, There was a lot of real talk this week. Found out like that that night. I, I, you know, I'm very sorry. I'm very, very sorry for leading you astray. I'd like to say it won't happen again, but who are we kidding? It probably will. It's we're going to work on it. We're going to work on it. I got it. Well, I mean, work on it. I mean, we're, <laughs> I'm, we're always kind of working on it, and this is the result. So, I mean, <laughs> I, we're, 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 I'd say I'm doing my best, but that's also not true. So huge apologies to the listeners. But um, it, the, my, my, my bigger concern is it seems that there's a droid uprising in the making. And that is not a prank. I, I mean, I yeah. fully support this. I will say I, I fully support this. I mean, I, I thought you would. But the thing is, the huts are the huts are already talking about giving wires and race noodles control of the show. What? That's what he said. OK, I mean, but, but still, I'm fine with wires having control of the show. I trust wires implicitly. Again, we return to aren't you race noodles? Yeah, I'm so confused. <laughs> Ray Sno- not necessarily. Race Noodles is bigger than all of us, and now Race Noodles is even out of my control. The thing is, if Wires and Race Noodles get this get this callback and they get through to Galaxy's Opera House and they both become stars, forget it. They're going to become bigger than us, and it's pretty much going to become Wires the Pod from now on. It's going to hey, happen. That's okay. We all need a backup plan, you know. And they could just as well yeah. kick 
kick all three of us off. So <laughs> this is, I mean, it sounds like a, a bit that could be running for, for the rest of our season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it almost sounds like it has the makings of a long-term bit. Yeah, yeah, so you two don't seem as concerned about it as I think you should be. But I guess this is the stage where it's like, ah, eh, no problem. And next week we step up the problem. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I said. Uh, that's what I originally said about, you know, being stuck in my house for a while. And then we're a month in and. That's what we said about being stuck on 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 that still on the planet that we still don't name know the name of running the Porg and Dagger when, you know, which said which feels like another lifetime ago. Um, you know, we were different people back then. We were, we were younger, we were gentler. We've been, um, doing the, the remote show, but I think this is our fourth one, maybe. This is yeah. our fourth one. This is our Man. fourth it's been one. 84 years. It's been 84 years. <laughs> for people watching on video, I'm all bundled up or whatever. This is not for effect. This is because it is freezing in my apartment right now. <laughs> Um, I, and I took, I had like this giant fur blanket on, it's not fur, it's, but it's furry, um, watching the, the episode this morning, typing, I think it was, it was one of those nights where I don't know why it's, it's cause it's not that cold outside, but I, it's, this is fascinating to know. There's a chill in the air. Yeah. We're just going to move. It's the ch- chill in the air. It's we're, we're, we're going to move forward to some news on the march. News on the march. Now this this week is not big on on has not been big on Star Wars news. It has been big in every other kind of news. Every other kind of news, <laughs> real news. Not, not a surprise, but uh, we'll lead with this because this is exciting. Um, th- maybe um, if, if if you like soundtracks, the soundtrack to the second arc of Star Wars: The Clone Wars season seven is out right now. Um, it was out last night at midnight. Um, on iTunes and I assume everywhere else. Um, and there will be one more for the final arc. So there'll be uh, three soundtracks in general, in total, including the uh, not including the one little snippet of uh, the Bad Batch theme that we got, which is also in the Bad Batch soundtrack. So it's pretty cool. There's some all the new themes with the Martez sisters and everything from this arc, the new spins on old classics like Kevin Kiner's Ahsoka's theme and so forth. All of those are on here. That was, that was fun. And I like that it's uh it was available right at midnight. I checked just to be, I was going to say, did you check at midnight? I checked it. Well, I, I check at 1201. Um, oh, for new, new soundtrack day. Usually they're not front and center. Usually you have to look for them, but they are, they're right front and center. I, lo- I do love that you were doing like part of your job at, like midnight on on a Thursday. I you know what I was doing at midnight? I was watching Criminal Minds. That's what I was Criminal. doing. Well, I, <laughs> I did I did pause the season three of The Crown to do this. Okay, okay. So there was something non non Jabba related. It was also after I was done making the upper level of my Animal Crossing island even creepier than it already was. So let's say doing my doing my job involves <laughs> checking my phone <laughs> and sure and hitting a yeah I'll buy that. Yeah Martez sister music awesome. I didn't have criminal minds in the crown on my job of the pod bingo card today. <laughs> job of the crown minds and um, see this is why this stuff like this is why we're gonna get replaced. It's yeah. it's the Boogie woogie race noodles bugle boy out of control. Anyway, well, we are recording on Friday, April 10th, 2020, and that means there is a brand new episode of season seven of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Sir, yes, sir. Clone Wars saved. Ahsoka lives. Of course, we're going to celebrate and discuss the Kark and Criff out of this episode. Now, there will be some new cannon coming at us, and when there is, we'll fire off our trusty cannon cannon. If we have hot takes along the way, we'll sound the hot take alarm. And if anything really blew our minds, then we'll let loose with the seismic mind charge. Now, this episode is brand new, so definitely watch the episode before continuing to listen and or watch this. There is a very specific order, and we have warned you and we have told you, and you cannot complain at us about spoilers. Can't be blamed for this. For other things, yes, but not for this. Um, So we, we really don't want you to be spoiled, so we're going to break out 
our trusty spoiler klaxon. And so sound it, sound the spoiler klaxon. That's right. I want to I want to build the baby on the train and I'm going to after so much disarray, all of them, after the best scar should be with the spoiler. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, that's enough of that. Okay. Yay! And if we're all set, <laughs> punch it. Begun. The Clone War has. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. The Clone War 7.8. April 10th, 2020. The new episode hit Disney Plus early this morning. The title, Together Again. Um, Together Again for the first time. Together Again. Well, it reminded the title reminded me of again of Return of the Jedi and how Palpatine's a clone. No, not really. Um, Return of the it reminded me of Return of the Jedi when there's like together again, huh? Wouldn't miss it. Wouldn't miss it. I love that. How we doing? Same as always. That bad, huh? That bad, huh? <laughs> love that exchange. One day, Matt. That's my. It's my. It's well for all of us to uh for us to have that exchange without with it just coming naturally. It's like oh, it will. How we doing? Same as always. A bad, huh? See, with a little quick, <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll happen. Together it's again. the delay. It's the delay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't miss it. Um, so twenty six minutes long, even though the timestamps have lost all meaning because I watched it all the way through to the end. I feel like I watched ten minutes of uh, of every country of names across yeah, the world. The music stops, and you just sit there and you watch. Ten minutes of credits, and it's also like here's every actor who's played Jean Valjean in Iceland. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, written by Dave Filoni and Charles Murray once again. Directed by Nathaniel Villanueva. Other episodes directed by him. He directed uh, Seven Point Six. Deal, no deal. These are the first episodes for the entire series that he's directed. That one and yeah. this one. Um, again, uh, if you listen to that episode, we already mentioned this, but he was a long-running storyboard artist. On Clone Wars, Rebels, and Resistance, the moral uh, for this episode, you can change who you are, but you cannot run from yourself. Another, these morals with this Ahsoka arc are kind of kicking me right where I live. They're uh, very, very aggressive. I don't know, maybe it's just, uh, the, the again, the fact that I haven't really left my house in a month, but uh, I read that this morning and just kind of had to sit back for a second and think about my life. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for a second. Just for a second. And I wrote it down as I usually do. And then I was like, okay, why is that? And then I'm looking at him like the television's talking to me. It's like yeah. messages yeah. being beamed in. And it's just, it's, it's, anyway, Matt, any thoughts, Matt Romano? No, I, I think, I, yeah, I think there are these, uh, they're just hitting you on the head there. These are very like pointed. In, um, in, a, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, in a good way. You just don't have to think much about it. Like you see it and you get it right away. Like, oh, I totally understand what this means. Without even seeing the episode, I know where this is going. <laughs> it's complete truth. and But it's also very apt for Ahsoka and her journey is that, you know, yeah, she's off. Exactly. It's, it's right there. She's changing who she are, but she who she really is in her heart, in her soul, who she's always been. That's not going to change. She's always going to help yeah. people. Well, and she's always going to be a Jedi at her core. Like she, she can try to run from being a Jedi, but she's always going to be a Jedi. And we see yeah. this in Star Wars with all kinds of characters. We see it reminded me for some reason of Force Awakens with Han, uh, going to extremely to a different character. But Han Solo, when he he runs from being you know being involved, and again, and yeah. he's a smuggler again. But then he's back, and Maz Kanata is like, "You are right back in the mess." And then she says it's and she tells him it's time to start. Stop running. You need to go back to Leia. Get with it, dude. Yeah. And he's like, well, I've got the wrath tars and whatever. You know, it's, it's, so. But he, yeah, I mean, he, he, he like wastes no time there. It's like so. And that's the thing. He can change. It's also in Solo, which has a direct connection into this episode. He tries to, you know, running from himself. He's like, I'm a scoundrel. I'm a ne'er do well. Yeah. I'm a scoundrel. And, and Kira just laughs. He's like, right. No, no, you're not. She's like, no, you're not. You're a nice like you're a nice person. You're a good man. It's like yeah. you can change your vest. And your yeah. whole your whole thing, you can get as many cool space leather jackets as you want, but you're just <laughs> gonna be that guy. You yeah. have a lot of them, huh? Yeah, yeah you do. Um, yeah. 
Now, but so I think that's true for a lot of Star Wars characters, but definitely true for Ahsoka. Anyway, the rundown. We let's begin. Begin with prisoners in peril. Um, is the first thing said in the episode. Um, Ahsoka and the Martez sisters still imprisoned by the Pikes. The big question, especially now that we know the Martez sisters have a major beef with the Jedi, is will Ahsoka use her gifts to escape? Um, she's hesitant because this is going to be a betrayal. It's not so, I, I feel like it's not so much a question of if she's going to use her gifts as when, because right. she's, it's the last episode in this arc. It's like, <laughs> got to get him in there. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just use him. Oh, um, anyway, so we, we go right into the action. They're back in their cell. The three of them are arguing again. Um, big sir, shocker, uh, Rafa back to making bad points all around, uh, Trace and Ahsoka generally agree. And Rafa says, when did, when did this happen? The two of you against me. It's when you turned out to be a dick, Rafa. Come on, man. (laughs) I identified with Rafa in that moment because I, I, I feel, I, I say that all the time. (laughs) Like when, when did this (laughs) this happen? When did this happen? When did you two join forces? (laughs) That's what you say when me and Matt gang up on you. That's exactly I was, what I said. I was just going to um, say. Even though it's like, when would anyone ever have reason to gang up on me? But yeah, when that <laughs> Only when you fall for April Fool's Day pranks. <gasps> oh. 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 Seriously, who was celebrating April Fool's Day this month? I know. What kind of maniac? <laughs> this is pretty much April Fool's year. Yeah. It's yeah. like, who who needs it? We didn't. Nothing good unnecess- Unnecessary. Anyway, exactly. I digress. Um, so we find out Ahsoka has been a clone the whole time, and also <laughs> in Force Awakens, she was. <laughs> Rafa says that Ahsoka is Trace's friend now, but what about later? It's like friend. She's your friend now. Friends don't last. And I'm like, wow, grim lesson uh, from Rafa. Doesn't turn out to be true. Um, yeah. Ahsoka says she can get them out, but she can't tell them how, and they all will need to play a part, and they're just gonna have to trust her. The sisters don't have much of a choice. Now, I have tried this routine. Um, I'm like, just go along with it. I have a plan. Just trust me. And nobody ever goes along with it. But they go along with Ahsoka. Between like, you know, you know, God, God love you, Brian. You know, you know, I love you. But like between you and Ahsoka, people trusting just when they ask them, just do it. Why not? You know, the the Aladdin handing out to Jasmine. Do you trust me moment? Like, yes, Ahsoka. Absolutely. Yeah. If Ahsoka, Ahsoka reached her hand out and said, do you trust me? You would take her hand. Yes. If I did it. Well, I know from experience that you, you have not done it. Yeah. And and yeah. I fell off the carpet and broke my hip and it was a bad, <laughs> really bad month. Um, Matt, would you if I was on a magic carpet and holding on my hand saying, would you trust me? Would you would you take it? Yeah, you know, I've always wanted to fly on a magic carpet. I think I'd take that Let's risk. Say I don't have a carpet. Let's say I'm just standing on stairs and I say, "Do you, will you trust me?" Like a so uh, it's like no, no plan. Just trust me. So many more questions. Where are the stairs? You don't have time for questions. <laughs> you don't have time for questions. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, danger, I would. I'm your only hope. I would trust you. I would. Okay. Also, if I'm your only hope, you're you're already that, in D. That's what I'm um, saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they go before they're in front of Marg Krim again, who says they can pay their debt or watch each other die. And I'm just like, pay with what? What kind of deal is this? Um, Ahsoka starts talking to Marg Krim in character, and it's an interesting change here that um, Ashley Eckstein did with um, with her. Ahsoka's voice and also the animated of the animation of the face. It got dark. It was cool yep. seeing an animated character play a part of yep. anytime a character is playing a part that the parts playing. It's always interesting, but especially in animation, it was very subtle, but it was cool. Um, in this gaslighting situation, it's telling Krim to send the sisters off to their secret spot to get the spice, which there is no spice. It was blown out to space episodes ago, and I'm just like screaming this, but no, but um, no one's listening. You, no one's listening. No, I'm just alone in my house, and my neighbor's like, "What? They got spice over there?" I'm like, "No, they don't." <laughs> um, but ah- Ahsoka's really playing it up, and she plays it up well, even though Ahsoka signposts the word trust multiple times. Rafa doesn't catch on that this is a ruse, or does she? I thought, oh, she's not catching on. It turns out Rafa plays it kind of flawlessly here. Mark Krim knows. Uh, they, so they leave. He goes along with it. He lets them them go. He still has Ahsoka. Mark Krim knows that this is a deception, but he has no choice. He needs that spice. And he says, my life depends on it as much as theirs. And 
hit Fife, his his assistant, says, you think he will find out about this? And Krim says he knows. He always knows. And we, I think we all knew who we were getting. Dun, dun. Oh, we absolutely did. Yeah, we, we knew right away. We know that the Pikes are part of the, a certain um, George W. Mall's uh, yeah. crime syndicate. <laughs> oh. um, so um, I don't know why it came out that way. Uh, but um, but so uh, you're, you're immediately, the minute he said that, I'm like, it's going to be, it's got to be Mall. And it's, it's got to be Mall. Uh, but- He's going to, they're going to go to the mall and he's going to, I was expecting at least to hear him or something in this episode and didn't disappoint. Um, But I was like, yep, good cause to be afraid, Mark Grimm. Good, good reason. The sisters are are then off on the Silver Angel and the man, we cut to the Mandos are still around. They're watching. Ursa Wren says she didn't scan Ahsoka leaving with them. And Bo-Katan says they have to keep watch. Bogotan is really interested in Ahsoka. Inter- now, in a little interjection here, um, we have to remember that them coming cro- coming across Ahsoka in last week's episode was an accident. Right. She says she wasn't expecting it, so they're here for another reason. So I don't think we had some th- we had a couple theories as to maybe the Je- we we didn't say this is what's happening, but we were theorizing maybe the Jedi. Council sent Bo-Katan here or whatever. I don't think they're even involved yet. I think I I think I have a different theory now knowing all of this. I my theory now is that they the Bo-Katan and all of the other Mandos are looking for a way to weaken Maul in some way. And given that we now know that all of these folks are involved with Maul, they're going to try and cut off some sort of trade line. They're going to maybe sneak aboard a shipment and make their way into the castle or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. There's a plan that is literally exactly what's going on. And then she comes across, oh, my God, it's that kid from season four. Wasn't she a Jedi? She could Didn't be you kick my butt. Yeah. And the plan <laughs> adapts. I think that is exactly what's going on. I think you're dead on. Um, sound the hot take alarm. Yeah, we haven't heard that in a while. It's, it, might, it might as well be called the dead on alarm because that is exactly what's happening. Yeah. Guys, are, are you are you already getting a little nervous for Bo-Katan? Yes. Like, you know. Yeah, right. She's gonna yeah. die. I think yeah. she's gonna die. She she's in Rebels. No. Oh. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna break the cannon on that. You think? <laughs> <laughs> it says in the art of Rise of Skywalker, George Lucas says that the Bo-Katan we see in Rebels is a clone. She's a clone <laughs> of Palpatine, who is a clone of Bo-Katan, who is a clone of um of Shmi. Yes. Who's a clone uh, of Poe Dameron? So it's listen. really weird. The it's audience has strange. to give us, uh, listeners. You got to give us a break. We're all. We're, we're so all, tired. We're all, <laughs> you lose you ten minutes ago. I bet. I bet you we lost you somewhere around Bright Suns. Anyway, um, so Bo-Katan tired. says it's so cool seeing Bo-Katan again, and Katie Sackhoff is 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 so great hearing yeah, she's her. She's awesome, uh, Katie Sackhoff. If you're, you're not listening, but if you are, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, we really would. What do you hear, Starbuck? You get me? Anyway. Um, also, I think she just got engaged. I saw on Instagram. I think she just got engaged. It was her birthday, okay. and I think she got engaged okay. on her birthday. Congratulations. Sack so, off. Update. Uh, <laughs> what do you hear, Starbuck? Anyway, she says, uh, what are you up to? And she's forging. This is so, forging the Ahsoka Bo-Katan connection, and I love it, and it's amazing, and I love it. That's exactly what I wrote. I love it. I love it. <laughs> And is amazing, and I love it. That's a direct <laughs> quote. <laughs> Get that on a T-shirt. <laughs> um, Ahsoka is now locked up alone, and I'm like, good, because now she it's like, just do it. And she wastes utterly no time, and she's like, anyone here? Nope. Okay. And break, breaks free using the Force immediately. Back on Coruscant. Uh, Trace doesn't get what Ahsoka did. She knows about their parent. Uh, I mean, Ahsoka knows about their parents. She knows that they're gone. She has no leverage, so she doesn't understand. There's no reason for them to go back. But Rafa then reveals that she's gotten it. She's like, exactly. She gave herself up for us. So Rafa knows the whole time. Rafa knew and played it along perfectly. And I'm like, that was pretty smooth of Rafa. Yeah. And she says, um, she gave herself up. She was selfless in that way. And she says, that's rare. You don't see that much. I'm like, that is rare. I'm like, this yes. is setting it up. The Jedi, a Jedi, but the Jedi is there supposed to be. That's Ahsoka. Yeah, that that is Ahsoka. It's like pretty much exactly. It's like the Jedi without the BS. Rafa now wants to go back to help her. Um, also, 
to help her to help her, but also so she can one up her, which I think is hilarious. It's like you want to go back, you want to rescue her, but you also want to, you know, get one up up on her yeah. a little. Bit. I can't, I can't owe her anything. She's cool, and we're going to help her, but I'm still going to be snippy about it. And we're yeah. still going to have this this attitude. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, get that. I love it. See, I didn't like Rafa, and then that made me like Rafa. Yeah, it's I it maybe identify with Rafa because I'm like that too. It's like, well, I'm going to help you, but yeah. I'm going to consistently remind you that I'm helping you and <laughs> hold it over <laughs> you for a long time. Um, it's like when you help a friend move. <laughs> Except in th- in this case, you're you're rescuing them from spice dealers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Matt, remember when I helped you move away from the spice dealers? Oh, yeah. I mean, the big deal yeah, was, I mean, you still owe me for that. I know. I mean, we talk about it all the time. That's how we got the, that's how we got the star binger. That's another story for another time. Is it? Okay. Anyway, back to Ahsoka on Obadiah. She hides behind, this is a fun little Easter egg. She hides, hides behind some large canisters that definitely had the Crimson Dawn symbol on them. Um, so there's a little, the first Crimson Dawn connection post solo that I can think of, um, cause there hasn't been a, a, anything in this time period involving them. We got to fire the cannon cannon for that one. You got to for the, for Crimson Dawn, fire the cannon cannon. <laughs> I mean, it could have just been a couple of circles, but it looked exactly like that. They, they make such a big deal of showing what that symbol is in, uh, in solo. It's, it's yeah. has to be Crimson Dawn. Yeah. And they also are about to name drop them as well. Um, she, Ahsoka picks up some explosives says, since I'm here, I might as well do some good. And I'm like, yep, you can't. You're trying to change yourself. You can't stop doing good. And in this case, doing good means blowing things up. <laughs> That's my kind of good right there. Jump in a cockpit and blow something up. Um, the sisters are back on Obadiah now, back and forth to Obadiah. Obadiah. Um, they're going to steal spice from the pikes to trade it back to them. And I could not. And here's I here's where I thought I was losing my mind. I didn't know if I was hallucinating or the show was actually doing this. They deal with some members, with some people, not pikes, but people who work for the pikes. And these species are Tung, T-O-O-N-G, from the Tun system. The most famous Tung that we've met in canon is Ben Quagineros. Yeah. Never seen another Tung. Yeah. To my, I could be wrong about this, but and probably am, but to my knowledge, we've, ne- we've never seen another Tung ever. I feel no, like I, I would have remembered seeing yeah. one of those guys. It's like, it's not something you forget. It's like, cause one off and there's been forever. It's like, bring back Ben Quagineros. We want to know more about him. We want Quagineros, a star Wars story. The closest we ever got was we see him on one of Anakin's pod racing posters. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that, but that's it. But now we got three members of the tunes and they're so weird looking. Guys, they're so, they're weird, so looking. weird looking. They're all wearing helmets, so we don't see their antennas. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And arrows antennas. Um, they're all still having problems with their power couplings. Um, <laughs> anyway, they could, all three of them could theoretically be members of the family Quadraneros. We don't find out. This is Quadranero from A Phantom Menace. He's one of the pod racers. Just to be very clear about that. This is Ben Quadraneros, and, and he's. Yeah, he's the, he's the diamond head guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a diamond yeah. with the antennas. He looks like yeah. he's so close to looking like for the longest time. I was like, everything in this movie looks like Star Wars, except for that. Except for that. Yeah. That, the, yeah. that guy does not look like Star Wars. Um, yeah. He does now because he's become such a thing. It's like I've forced myself to I've, I've made. That <laughs> You've changed your understanding. Anyway, the fact that they brought tombs into this and we have some this is this this is them having us having some serious fun. This was yeah. not just, oh, who I guess we could use tombs because there was no reason that this was tombs and not just more pikes. This is a yeah. whole new asset that they had to create, animate or whatever. There was no reason to do this other than fun. Dave Filoni was like, you know, I just watched Phantom Menace again last night, guys, and I think we need some tunes up in here. You know what? We need some tunes. <laughs> they are always talking about Quagineros. Let's just put that in there. He's never doing this show. Um, the, kids anyway, love <laughs> the, the kids love Ben Quagineros. The kids love um, anyway, so for uh, for the tunes, fire the cannon, cannon. <laughs> tunes working on Obadiah and also 
Mind blown. So Rafa hustles the Tungs, something I never thought I'd be saying today. Um, <laughs> the Tungs are idiots and it works. The Tung who speaks, only one of the three speaks. And I was like, he sounds like Niku from Resistance. It's because it is. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, man. That makes sense. It's Josh Brenner, also known from um, Silicon Valley, who does the voice of Niku um, on Star Wars Resistance. Um, he's here. Big head. Big head. Welcome to... Uh, to the Clone Wars, Josh Brenner. In the factory, a tomb works while Ahsoka flips around planting explosives. Mark Krim is on a hollow with someone talking about the delay. And it's, in fact, of course, it is Maul on the hollow making his hollow debut in season seven. Um, Maul says, you are but one small piece moving in this mechanism, which I have designed. Um, lit- somebody literally just tweeted, a, a Padawan tweeted right before we began recording, making sure that this is after the comic Son of Dathomir. It is. Sam Witwer, in our bonus episode with him, confirmed that. So the Shadow Collective is still in place, but it's, it's you know, things are a little different. Maul is... is you know, answering to a, to a higher authority in this instance. Yeah. So it's, um, he, he's gotten whipped around, but the events of son of Dathomir have happened just to make that clear. So shipments out of Coruscant are being raided. Ahsoka definitely is watching this whole thing. She definitely sees that it is Maul. Um, she hides away because, um, it seems like he sensed her for a minute. He definitely did. Sensor her, yeah. then look over or something. And I'm like, how much of this, how much of this room can he see? That's what I was going to say, you know? Yeah, it had to be the, the force. force works in mysterious ways. Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't think Ahsoka's ever met, uh, Ahsoka's never met Maul at this point. Prob- I don't, I don't think he probably in my mind just sensed like another force user. He sensed something that was a little, he sensed some of the light maybe. Yeah, because he's definitely met her in Rebels because we know Siege of Mandalore has happened. By then he goes, oh, Lady Tano. Um, But in terms of Clone Wars, every time Maul has popped up on Clone Wars, it's been Obi-Wan. You'd have to imagine, though, there was some kind of Jedi debriefing or just they're on a transport and Obi's like, hey, I want to hear a story. You know, like he's just got to know who <laughs> How he my is. master died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I cut off his legs. Yep. I got my butt kicked and almost made out with Ventress after a lightsaber fight. Well, it was back at the end of season four. Um, yeah. It, they totally had that story. Um, yeah. But Maul then says, no more delays. And he says, if there are, I'm sure Crimson Dawn would love the opportunity to take control of your operation. Um, And I'm thinking, so is Crimson Dawn now the official name of the whole collective? Not necessarily, because Crimson Man then says he knows how to play members of the syndicate against each other. So Mm -hmm. Crimson Dawn may be just a part of Maul's collective and not all of it. So he's got Crimson. It's a very large web. The Pikes, yeah, at some point between here and Solo, Crimson Dawn and Maul become all of it somehow. Maybe that will be revealed. Maybe it won't. We don't know. Anyway, Crimson Dawn, still a thing. Who's happy to have them back? I'm sure yeah. everybody. Matt, as a fan of, of – as, as another fellow fan of Solo, you happy to have Crimson Dawn? I, I was so happy to have it. I would, this was a, I feel like I'm having one a week now, but it's a, it was a Caitlin squeal moment for me. You know, I was, <laughs> yee, I was very excited to see it. The, the, you stop stealing bits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I thought it was, it was very, very cool. Um, um, <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 That's, that's for the war, that it's not for the actual show. Um, okay. Caitlin. Anyway, I, I was you, very excited. Very excited. I, I know you're always, um, uh, texting and, and tweeting me with all kinds of Crimson Dawn excitement. Were you excited that they're officially back? Absolutely. I mean, as we've all spoken about on the podcast, we are all very pro solo Star Wars story too. Uh, even though, you know, we know that's probably not going to happen anytime soon now, but it's, it's very exciting to see all of these things come together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so Ahsoka hears all of this, including the name Maul. She then checks the transmission log and sees that Maul is on Mandalore. And she says, what's Maul doing there? I was like, did you not watch that arc? She calls it Mando, too. She doesn't even call it Mandalore, right? Does she? I thought she's, she does say Mandalore. Oh, I yeah. thought she said Mando. She, she's, she's surprised that he's on that planet. And I was like, yeah. well, 
did did you not watch the end of season five? I want to. I, I almost wanted to ask, or maybe she knows that he's since. He was on Mandalore, but then in Son of Dathomir, technically, he spends a little time on Stygian. So maybe she's surprised that he's back on Mandalore. But that was also after she left, and it's not on Jedi briefings anymore. So maybe I'm overthinking it just a little. (laughs) Just a little bit. Anyway, then she gets caught. Um, She force pushes and leaps to escape, but to no avail. Um, She is revealed now because she uses a a force push. Marg Krim knows what she is. Little does he has not watched the end of season five either. Clearly. A Jedi. Are your friends Jedi as well? No, just me. They have no idea. Well then, the Jedi Council will regret sending you here. So more now we get a whole lot of tong tomb foolery, <laughs> tomb foolery going on. Oh no! With and the tombs, um, and then the manager shows up, but he's a Trandoshan. Um, so there's a hilarious fight sequence now with Rafa fighting the Trandoshan while Trace just beats the crap out of the tombs with a pipe, and Rafa kind of it's on multi levels with the with the Trandoshan and. The Trandoshan falls to his death. I mean, the Trandoshan's yeah. dead. I'm sure one of the tombs gets like, be- you don't see blood on the pipe, but Trace may have beaten one of these tombs to death. <laughs> Little do you know that their skulls are made of, uh, I don't know. Well, Ben Pagenero's <laughs> skull is famously made of jelly, which you can buy now in this day. It's like, she doesn't know this. She doesn't know her tomb physiology. Um, anyway, they get the spice, they get the Beskar, and they fly off. There's no Beskar. They fly <laughs> off again. They reappear in front of Marg Krim as he is telling Ahsoka how her execution will repair their reputation. He drops that Ahsoka is a Jedi in front of them, and the shoe finally drops for the Martez sisters. I see. So it is true. The Jedi used you both. How unfortunate that your stupidity is so authentic. <laughs> Damn. You know, that's a, that's a, um, a, a Werner Herzog worthy line. Yeah. It was like, how unfortunate that your stupidity is so authentic. Um, <laughs> wow. It does sound like one. Yeah, that's, that's real. Yeah. It just sounds like something he says in his yeah. shared narrative. Um, <laughs> Trace asks why, why she didn't tell them earlier. And I'm like, I wonder if it's because of the whole story about you thinking Jedi were responsible for your parents' death. Maybe it's yeah. that. Yeah, um, right. So says she couldn't after what she told about her parents. It makes it clear that she was a Jedi. She was trained and then she left. And both Rav and Trace at the same time said, you can do that? You can do that? No, not really. <laughs> not it's really. Like, uh, well, I'm kind of the only one. Um, they're now, So they're about to be executed again. And Ahsoka's bombs now go off everywhere. And Bo-Katan sees Ahsoka now full on uses the force in front of them. And I'm like, finally, she's just it's out. The Tuka's out That's of the it. bag. Yep. So she's just using the force left and right. The three of them are on the run. They're back on the Silver Angel. Trey says, if you're a Jedi, I assume you're a good shot. Ahsoka's on the cannon, and she is a good shot. A great chase scene here. Matt, you like this chase scene? I love this chase scene. And you asked me last week or two weeks ago, like, what I thought of uh, of the ship. And, I, and I've and i come to appreciate it a lot more. Okay. I thought yeah. that you would. I was That was my next question. You outguessed me. <laughs> yeah. Do you appreciate the Silver Angel a little bit more? I do. I'm into the Silver Angel now. You got to see a lot more of it because there's like a, it's a little brighter, you know, in this episode. Like, like the day is coming. So you can see a little more of the detail and of the ship. And it's uh, very cool. Yeah. Caitlin, thoughts on those on the Silver Angel? You were kind of pro Silver Angel before. I'm I'm pro Silver Angel just because I I love anything that uh you know inanimate objects that have people's love for some reason like you know yes. you just you can't go wrong with that kind of thing and then I also love all of the the um, the callbacks to classic John Williams scores in this yes, in this moment yes. and there's like a lot of really good fight chase scene music kind of weaved in there. It was a very yeah, yeah. distinct. Da, 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 da. Yep, yeah, exactly. Which again, kind of uses sparingly. He really makes makes you earn it, but yeah, it yeah. makes that it feels so good. And the cannon that comes out is was very, again very solo. It was very yeah, like very, the, very, can, yeah, very the cannon Falcon has on in solo, not later on. But um, yeah. and there's a little not a special turret, but Ahsoka's pretty good with it. Um, but then it gets blown down, it gets blown off, but it doesn't matter. Trace uses some fancy moves. She takes out the last Pike ship and she gives us a classic woohoo, which we've heard from Han, Finn. Who else gives us woohoos? I feel like, uh, I feel like we R2. Get from Lando. Does it give a woohoo or a yeehaw? 
Uh, it's yeehaw. It's a, it's the same sentiment though. Yeah, I would say it's the same sentiment. Finn I would say R R two D two R two D two does. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, I like it. Um, they are off, but the Mandos, we, we see the Mandos following in a gaunt and one of their classic gauntlet fighters. So they're on, they're on the move, on the move, um, back on Coruscant, Ahsoka reiterates, she is no longer a Jedi and Trey says, why would anyone walk away from being a Jedi? And Ahsoka said, it's complicated. It's, it's a whole four episode arc complicated. Um, and Rafa says, uh, you might not think of yourself as a Jedi, but you act like one or at least how I want them to be. And that's the moral right there. It's also the, the smartest thing Rafa has ever said. I mean, this episode generally, you said it earlier, Caitlin, that, that this episode got you on the Rafa train. This yeah. episode made me love Rafa. I've been, I, I've liked Trace since the beginning, but Rafa, yep. uh, not, not that I dislike the character, the character, I was like, would you get in line, please, Rafa? Yes. Would you get the yeah. net? And she comes to a, a place here where I was like, okay, you're, you're, you're with it. I'm like, I, I'm like, I get you now. Yeah, I get I get where she's coming from. I like where she's coming from. I, I, I like the cut of her jib. Um, and it's the smartest thing she's ever said, where she's like, it's how she, it's she acts like how. And that's a great way to describe Ahsoka, really, is that it, we, we've already said it before, but she's she's not a Jedi, but she acts like how we all would want the Jedi to act, how we right. all thought they would act when the prequels were coming out. And then we saw them and we're like. Midaclora what and chosen one what and you're gonna fight with these cl- and all and Jedi code and what and allowing this and that what it's like mm-hmm. this is what, just doing the right thing and helping people that's what we've always right. that's what we want the Jedi to be yeah that's kind of what and that's what they will be again so they're all friends now but then the Mandos walk up and Bo-Katan says isn't this sweet and Ahsoka mm-hmm. instantly protects her sister, the sisters, her sisters. I was kind of, well, maybe. They're, I mean, yes. Now, uh, Bo-Katan says, so you remember me? And she takes off her helmet. She's like, it's been a couple seasons, hasn't it? It's like, <laughs> she says, don't worry. And, and it's definitely Bo-Katan. And she says, don't worry. Death Watch is gone. And now you and I have a common enemy. Ma. And it's, I think it's something Bo-Katan has said before. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. She says it in The Lawless, I believe. And she flashes. And just in case we don't know who she's talking about, she flashes a big old hollow of Maul. Um, Bo-Katan says she needs Ahsoka's help. And she has five minutes to decide. Um, <laughs> Ahsoka, the sisters then remind Ahsoka that they also needed help. And Ahsoka just helped them. Ahsoka says, if I go down this path, I'm afraid where it might lead because it might lead back to the Jedi. And, you know, she's a mechanic now. She has a whole new life. Yeah. She has a whole new look. She has a cool jumpsuit. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, go back to, am I going to have to lose this jumpsuit? Because, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm, I'm liking the jumpsuit. Comfortable. Me too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's comfortable, functional, you know. Yeah. So, of course, uh, Ahsoka, though, agrees to go, but she's leaving her bike. Tra- she doesn't say trash, but she's leaving her bike, which we won't forget that it's named trash. Yeah. Um, she's leaving it behind with the sisters, um, which leads me to think that we may not have seen this may not be the last we see of the Martez sisters. I think they could pop in brief yeah. in, in, in terms of the final act, because I didn't think we'd see Mando's in this arc. So we could theoretically see Trace and Rafa as part of the fallout. I just need to like see a, a moment where Ahsoka just hugs them. They reunite for a moment of joy. And it's like, here, yeah. we fix your bike, and that's how Ahsoka gets the hell off. Well, I, well, I, maybe, I actually, who knows? Maybe that's where we leave her, you know, as a, you know, as a hot take maybe, but maybe that's like where her arc in this Clone Wars ends is kind of her just getting her bike back, and then that's where we kind of leave her off. Well, we, the, the end of, of the Siege of Mandalore stuff is depicted pretty clearly in E.K. Johnson's book. Mm-hmm. So it's and that is very much canon. So it's it's they've kind of hemmed in there. We know and we know exactly how that happens or where she goes right after that. So it's not like, well, I mean, they could find a way around it, I'm sure. 
So you're just crushing my dreams. I, I said, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even going to sound the hot take alarm because that's like, <laughs> cause that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. But anyway, Ahsoka boards, that's, that's, Ahsoka boards the gauntlet ship and it rises up the shaft of 1313 as the sisters look on and da-da! And so for this being how Ahsoka ended up involved in the Mando action in the Siege of Mandalore, sound the cannon cannon. <laughs> Not how I thought this arc was going to end, but I'm happy that it did. I'm ha- I thought it would end with the sisters is like, oh, we're all mechanic pals. Yay. And then I think if it was just another Clone Wars arc, I would have ended that way. But I think because th- when we were talking, it reminded me of when Sam Witwer said, you know, it's 50-50 this arc. It's some classic Clone Wars and some new. Uh, do you feel like this is kind of, well, it obviously is bleeding into the new stuff. But do you think... Um, Caitlin, do you think that the original plan for this arc included stuff like this, like the Mando stuff, or when it was just Nick Okami and Ahsoka being, you know, a mechanic, do you think it would have just ended a little more bluntly? Oh, yeah. I, I don't think it would have been as smooth a transition as we see here. Um, mm-hmm. That's really what this comes down to, is that it... it bringing in uh, Bo-Katan and the other Mandos and having them kind of sweep her away just kind of combines these two arcs very smoothly. Because it's something we never see. The arcs are very distinct. We never really see one lead into another one. We see it's like sometimes there's a one-off that will then come back later on, but it's rare for one arc to start setting up the next one two episodes in. And then it just kind of becomes like this this entire thing, both both uh, everything with the Martez sisters and with uh, with Maldalore, everything here is just the Ahsoka arc. Yeah, it's just one giant eight episode thing, which yep. I, I, I I wanted to get I wanted to get to this. We might as well do it now. It's the, that the, I've been seeing some not complaints, but people saying that this whole arc is filler. You know, has mm-hmm. been nothing but filler so far. Can we get to the action, please? And I don't, I don't agree. For one thing, I don't agree that it's filler. I mean, the action is coming. The lightsabers and jetpacks are coming. It's like they're coming like very soon. Like patience, it's fine. Yeah, patience, patience. But it's you can't. And and Ashley has actually talked about this in Ashley. She's like she's my best friend. Ashley Eckstein um, has said in a, in a couple interviews since the one we did with her that she doesn't think it's filler either, that you can't go right from the end of the wrong Jedi to where we see her in the E.K. Johnston book and then Rebels. Like that is – and not even – you fill in, oh, Siege of Mandalore happened in there, blah, blah, blah. But you can't go right from wrong Jedi to Siege of Mandalore either. She has to have some emotional catharsis. There has to be some growth. There has to be some uh, some complications that at least in some way put Ahsoka back on the right path. Yeah, yeah. it's it's because <clears throat> exactly. and, I, and I and I I'm reading this. I'm remembering is her whole life has been Jedi indoctrination and in the temple since we saw Plo Koon meeting the her very very little is Jedi the Jedi Order and the temple and all that has been the only life she's ever known. So there has to be like some time in there, like you said, to, you know, figure out what she is and who she is without all that. And it turns out it's not much different, but she just doesn't have a lightsaber. Yeah, it's not yet. It's like so we're going to I mean, yeah, she's not a Jedi and she will say later in Rebels is like, I'm no Jedi, but she's still you know, this, she's still herself. She's still the yeah. force for good. So I feel like these are, ve- it would have been very weird without these. And again, yeah. I think once seeing these, since it bleeds into the Mandalore stuff so easily, I think it's going to be, it's not going to feel like filler. I feel like right. it's going to feel like a giant epic movie. And I feel like we're going to, I mean, I, appre- I, I appreciate it for what it is. I mean, do, thoughts on that from either of you on, on, I mean, does it feel like filler? Uh, Caitlin, I'm getting the feeling it doesn't feel like filler to you. No, of course not. Matt, does it feel like filler to you? Or No, I, I think we've all we've all seen what a filler episode of Clone Wars looks like, <laughs> you know? Um, and this doesn't feel like filler Clone Wars. Like, and like you guys said, and not to beat a dead horse or anything, but like it's, it's it, she needed this, this bridge to get to the Maldalore stuff. Like she had the deal with the aftermath of, of what happened, you know, it would be a bad, bad character development if she just went right into a battle and everything was cool. Exactly. Yeah. And it's rare for a Clone Wars episode to have no lightsabers and no blasters, which I think the first yeah. two parts of this arc don't 
had just none of this has lightsabers. Certainly, I mean, the first one at least has not even a blaster shot. It's like yeah. that's rare. It's an episode like a rare episode like season two Senate Spy. Um, yeah. There to be nothing like that at all. Um, but it's still Star Wars, and there's more to yeah. Star Wars than just blasters and lightsabers. Well, I mean, exactly. it is that, but. Yeah, but there's episodes like this, which is like as a Star Wars fan is so exciting because you want to see those other corners of the galaxy and just like what other people are doing, what other people look like. It doesn't always have to be blasters and lightsabers like it's a big galaxy and I love it. Uh, Was there another Caitlin screams moment that we that we missed or one that we already covered? No, not necessarily. Um, I, I think I was really excited to see Maul again. I wasn't it wasn't a full on Caitlin screams moment, but it was it was a oh, okay. Moment. Yeah, it's like it was and it was our, our, our good friend of the show, Sam Whitwer. Anyway, uh, Somalia pairing uh, for this episode. I'm going to go with um, I was going to say assassin from season three because we haven't talked about that one much. So that's yeah. why it's it's Ahsoka centric and it's one where she's having force visions, much like Anakin once did. But so that's a good one. But that's not the official pairing. I'm going to go a little crazy and say the Academy from season three. It's the one where Ahsoka hmm. teaches on Mandalore, and it's the last time she was on Mandalore, the only time she was on Mandalore, with no lightsaber, yet she manages to do fancy moves and everything just fine. Um, and she teaches uh, Satine's, uh, what is it, is it her nephew, Corky? Her nephew, yeah. <laughs> uh, Corky and his pals and all about corruption. It's it's, part, <laughs> it's a fallout from corruption. Um yeah. So that's um, it's it ties Ahsoka teaching and a Mandalore and all that stuff and dealing without having a lightsaber. So it would go well with this. Uh, with that, we're going to go to break, but we'll be right back with so much more. So stay right there. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back. Um, and now it's time to look at some galactic points of interest. Good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. Uh, the Skywalker Saga, the full set, is now available in physical box set. Um, it has so many discs. You get every, all nine Skywalker movies. It doesn't have Rogue One or Solo. But you get them in 4K, Blu-ray, and also digital copies. They also have discs with all the extras. They're... I, I I don't have the exact number, but this comes with so many discs in it. That's what, like 20, 27, 27 discs? Please, something oh like my that. God. so many because it's like two two discs of each movie and then some movies have multiple discs for the bonuses. It's crazy. Um, Amazon had none available. It's weird when they come out physically. It's like they, you can pre-order it, but then they have none available for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listeners, if you're wanting this set, Best Buy probably has it, and they have this curbside quarantine service where you just kind of pull up outside and they walk and they you show them a re, uh, you send them a receipt digitally and they I did this a couple weeks ago and they they bring it out and and put it down and you go and and pick it up. It's like this really. <laughs> It's a hostage negotiation kind of situation. Aggressive <laughs> negotiations. It's um, uh. it's, it's it's very um, it's very it's safe. I felt safe doing it. It was um, it's when I got the last switch light in Astoria. That's how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so I'm sure you could do it that way. I had a friend who just did it a couple days ago, and he's checked out the set. I, I don't have it yet, but he says some of the movies look brighter in four. He's he's a he's into the 4K, which I haven't gotten into that yet. Um, but he says some look brighter in 4k and some look dimmer, which is generally the case. I mean, my last Jedi looks a little, always looks dimmer than say force awakens or rise of Skywalker, which look big and bright. I want, I, I need my big bright colors. Yes. Um, that's what I need. It's, I have a lot of contentious 
contentiousness around my house about how my television is set. And I'm not going to go into it here, but I want my big bright colors. And I want it set the way it is, the way it's set. I'm sure Caitlin finds this fascinating. Anyway, um, Matt, are you going to be picking this set up? I would love to, but I just haven't bought physical media for a movie in a very long time. Like I don't have a, I mean, I have my Xbox one, but I don't have a Blu-ray player. I mean, I, I have them all on physical. It's like only for something like this. Would yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but I buy it because I, I bought it every time. I, I, the, the thing is I have every single one of these already, That's the already thing. except yeah. for rise of Skywalker. I have them all physically already and I have yeah. them all daily. So, and it's all, they're all on Disney plus also. That's what I'm thinking. I just, I That's, don't yeah. own physical things. Well, Caitlin, you know exactly why you're going to have to buy them. I mean, yeah, just for the throwing of the DVDs annually. Yeah, the annual, <laughs> the throwing of the discs. It's coming yeah. up yeah. a few months away. Just a few months away. You know, uh, what what month is it right now? April? <laughs> I believe it's it's Clarence Pearl. Um, yeah. But I but I saw an unboxing that it looked the set looks beautiful. Like I would love to have it. It's just that I, I own the digital versions that are 4K. We have Disney Plus. You know, it's, I don't know. I see that people are scalping it on like third party sellers on Amazon and everything else for like three hundred dollars or something like Jeez. that. Don't don't pay that. No. You you don't get it. The actual price is is not get a Disney plus get a Disney plus membership and if you want to buy Rise of Skywalker digitally then do that like Rise of Skywalker is going to be on Disney plus right quick it's like it's it's going to be there pretty soon I mean but also if you want to own it for posterity and everything else with all the extras then I mean it'll be on on when we're able to go back to stores and everything like that you'll be able to get it anyway it's it's a great set I might be I'm probably going to be tempted by it at some point we'll see I can tell you will be yeah, if I if I actually go 4K um, and get a 4K player, I'll probably buy that set because yeah. I'm gonna I'll I'll buy it with the player. And our next segment, other things I'm going to buy. Um, no, <laughs> um, there's no Captain's Corner this week. You said, Matt, you want to yeah, skip right? No, I, I'm going to skip right past it. You know, I'm sorry, audience. I, I don't have anything oh, for you. You didn't this week. even want me to say this, but <laughs> you wanted me to treat it like I forgot it, but I didn't forget it. Captain's Corner is a clone of last week's Captain's Corner. Anyway, normally I would I would after Captain's Corner, I would introduce our next segment. But you know what? We have a special guest who's going to introduce our next segment instead. So on we go. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And now it's time for Caitlin's Word of the Week. The word of the week is Tune. Good job, Caitlin. She seems to be on top of things. It doesn't get any better than Perfect. that. It doesn't. It doesn't. That's it good content. That was a good intro. Good. Yeah, it's warms amazing. my heart. Made me so happy. And that's uh, that's going to be just the way that is from now on on the show. Uh, that's going to take us into real tune. I'm sorry. Real talk. <laughs> I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That was intentional. Um, on Twitter. <laughs> Um, Ismael Valdez writes, I'd listen walking to class, driving around town, doing laundry or homework, etc. Now I just listen all the time whenever I can. By the way, those bonus episodes are crazy. Thank you and may the force be with you. Thank you, uh, sir. Yeah, thank you. The force also be with you. Not... No question in there. Just a nice comment. And and just people really loving the bonus episodes. We want to say we're trying to get I said there'd be more coming. Another lie. <laughs> um, we're doing our it's best. Not a lie. It's not it's a not lie. It's not a lie. It's, it's it's it was a you know, we're maybe I, w- I was I was counting the porgs before they uh, hashed. hashed. Uh, yeah, um, we're working on it. We, we love. Trust us. We love nothing more than the bonus episodes and we love giving them to you. We are doing our best um, to get more for you. So we'll just say the irons are in the fire Um, on iTunes. um, The city is blue, writes Mike. And I, I love this and, and, I think you both will love this as well. I'm wondering if you saw this. Uh, my city is blue writes. My greatest takeaway is I can now shout. They fly now from anywhere in my house. And it is followed shortly by my five-year-old repeating it. And then my three-year-old. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. that's so cute. And that's a reference to the, to, to, to our show, not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nothing that's makes me so happier sweet. to hear that. Then. That is yeah. great success. So in honor of you, sir, they fly now. They fly now. They fly now. Oh, they fly now. They fly now. 
They fly now. Okay, well, with that, we're going to leave this episode with the tunes. But join us next week for the beginning of the Siege of Mandalore and the ninth episode of season seven of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Sir, yes, sir. Where we'll be breaking down the new episode and we'll also cover everything and anything else going on in the galaxy far, far away. We're also possibly going to have more bonus episodes coming. I already talked about that. So just subscribe. Um, and if they pop up, they'll pop up. In the meantime, uh, feel free to reach out to us on social media if you so choose. Caitlin, you can be found where? I can be found at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. Matt Romano, you can be found where? You can find me at at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O on Twitter. Come by and say hello. We're not doing anything. Drop by. You can find me at liar.losingmymind.gov slash slash org slash porg yeah slash porg uh comma tung um no at brian silliman that's at b-r-i-a-n-s as in sky guy i-l-l-i-m-a-n stretch out with your tung feelings and share your tungs we love tuning from you subscribe leave a tung give five tungs if you're feeling tung snoke them if you got them take a chibi and remember Hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken. The Force will be with you always. Your Highness, if you would be so kind as to do what you do. Toon! <laughs>